It's often said what goes up must come down. The same could even be true for inflation. As inflation now begins to cool, economists are breathing a sigh of relief as the US Federal Reserve now looks to round out its interest rate hikes. But how far away is that point and what will it look like when we get there? I'm Aaron Young. Let's try to find out. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. Right, so after reaching an almost four-decade high of 9.1% inflation a year ago, June saw that figure falling to just 3% across the United States. It's welcome news to millions of struggling Americans, no doubt, but so too for the Federal Reserve and for investors. The central bank recently tipped it may soon end its interest rate hikes, put in place precisely to try bring down inflation. The US is such a large player in the global economy that what the Fed decides is they're mirrored by central banks in other countries as as well, at least that's the theory. So what will it mean for the Fed to pause interest rates and the looming fears of a global recession to find out? Let's bring in Shane Oliver, Chief Economist at AMP. You must be happy seeing these numbers. I certainly am. I guess if you go back a year ago, the US inflation number was reported at 9%. That's for the year to the June month of June in 2022. And of course, at that point in time, interest rates were rising dramatically and expected to go a lot higher. Whereas now we've got a situation where the latest report shows US inflation at 3% and virtually all indicators, uh, even measures of underlying inflation and services are trending down, which is good news. And also is a, is a clear indicator, I think, as you've intimated, that the Fed is getting close to the top. Now, of course, US inflation led on the way up. It's leading on the way down and therefore other countries will follow to the same degree albeit some might lag a little bit, and that includes Australia, but I think it is a sign that we are heading in the right direction, that inflation is cooling, and that will take pressure off central banks, including the RBA. Now, Shane, we've all had our hearts broken before. Um, how much do you think we can look at this as a certainty as opposed to a one-off? Look, there's always an element of one-off because the big jump down uh, from 4% in May to roughly 3% in June was helped because the inflation, the monthly inflation numbers a year ago were around 1%. So you've got what you call a base effect, or economists call a base effect, high numbers a year ago drop out of the annual calculations to re be replaced by something a lot weaker. And so your annual rate of inflation drops down. Uh, going forward, that uh, base effect will be a lot more moderate because in monthly inflation numbers after June last year were a lot more moderate. But nevertheless, uh, we have a little indicator of inflation. It's still falling. It's based on things like commodity prices, uh, transport costs, um, uh, manufactured uh, supply constraints and so on, demand pressures, and all of those things are cooling down, so which suggests more softness ahead, albeit it's never going to go in a straight line. But uh, I think we are seeing enough evidence that the inflation pressures globally are cooling. Um, look at a whole bunch of indicators. They were all going up. Uh, with regards to inflation, if you go back a year or 18 months ago, now they're all starting to turn down. Shane, it's often said when the US sneezes, the world catches a cold. Is the opposite true as well? When things start to improve for the US economy, does it flow on to other countries like Australia? It tends to. It doesn't always work that way. There were times, and there have been times in the last uh, couple of decades, where we've gone in somewhat different directions to the US. For example, we weren't as affected uh, by them uh, in, in relation to the GFC, uh, at least our economy didn't go into a deep recession, theirs did. 
and so we're a lot faster to raise our interest rates coming out of the GFC than the US was. Uh, and that was against the backdrop of the ongoing mining boom in Australia. The US didn't have the benefit of that. Then, of course, in uh, 2015 onwards, going to 2017, the US was raising interest rates, whereas our mining boom was was reversing. And, uh, and so we didn't follow the US. But in recent times, we have been more in alignment with the US. We saw a recovery coming out of the pandemic. It was a bit delayed relative to their recovery because it could, took us longer to reopen. But by the same token, it's, that's led to a similar inflation story. Just as they saw an inflation blowout, we've seen an inflation blowout, albeit about six months behind the US. So we have been in greater alignment recently, and that, of course, has been uh, evident in our central bank's moves as well. You talk about that half yearly point, the six months, it feels like COVID, uh, we were six months behind what was happening in the US and the UK, uh, six months behind the inflation going in and then six months possibly behind the inflation going out as well. How do you think that the new Reserve Bank governor in Australia will be reacting to this inflation news? Well, I guess uh, I should be somewhat heartened that these indicators are coming down uh, but by the same token, you know, they're, they're still mindful, I guess, in Australia that we've got um, uh, issues with wages growth accelerating. I, I think if you look at uh, the, the news flow, you know, not a story goes, not a day goes by when you see another story about um, a much stronger wage increase, you know, whether it's the increase in minimum wages, eight and a half percent a month, six weeks ago or the increase in award wages or various um, deals with various companies and unions or industries um, seeing wage growth sort of up there more around inflation rather than the the 3% numbers we've become used to. So that will obviously worry the Reserve Bank a little bit because they worry that if inflation doesn't come down quickly enough, but wages growth catches up to that inflation rate, then it could lock in a wage price spiral like we saw in the 1970s. Uh, so that's obviously something they're mindful of and I think still suggests that uh, the RBA in Australia may still raise interest rates a little bit further. Uh, because bear in mind, the new governor doesn't take over till September the 17th, so there's still two meetings ahead of that. And Governor Lowe might be mindful, given, I guess, his desire to to leave when inflation's coming back under control. If he's going to get it, if he's going to raise interest rates anymore, he'd probably want to get it out of the way. So things are a bit cleaner for the new governor, Michelle Bullock, when she takes over in two months. Now, you have predicted a 50% chance of recession in Australia. Does the news from the US sway that anyway? Well, not really, but it, it, it suggests that the risk probably won't get any higher. Uh, if uh, the inflation numbers weren't coming down and central banks were continuing to raise interest rates, then that, that risk would go beyond 50%. Uh, whereas the, the fact that inflation is coming down in the US, and I think Australia will follow to a large degree, that gives me confidence that you know, maybe central banks, including the RBA, won't go too far and therefore that, that risk won't get any worse from here but it's it's a close call there's lots out there still talking about i mean i know some are still talking about the cash rate going above five percent in australia so that would obviously increase the risk each, each increase in the cash rate obviously adds to the risk of recession and we've already as you indicated i'm, I'm thinking we've already got a 50 percent chance uh, what do you make of the new deputy governor, or the new governor, of course, Michelle Bullock's rise to the top job? She was deputy. She's moved up. Um, there have been some who've said it's going to be more of the same when there needed to be change. There are others saying a safe pair of hands that started off as an intern 40 years ago and, and made her way up. What are your thoughts? 
Well, I'm more towards the the latter there. I I, I think, yes, the RBA does need some change like all organisations do, but don't forget the RBA review uh, found that the RBA had served Australia very well um, and there's no evidence that other central banks, including those that the review said we should follow in terms of how we set interest rates, that's the, the Bank of Canada and the Bank of England, there's no evidence that those central banks have produced better outcomes for their economies. So I think the change at the RBA, you know, yeah, there's some change is necessary, but I don't think it needs to be over the top. And therefore, it's not a time to bring in an outsider and, and risk um, a period of uncertainty when that new uh, leader takes over. And it's, it's also the case that we're halfway through a battle on inflation. I would have thought there was a case to let Lowe finish that uh, battle off. <laughs> I was just going to um, ask, do you, feel sorry? Like do you feel sorry for him? I certainly do feel sorry for him. I think he's been given a hard time. Uh, and uh, ha hasn't been treated respectfully enough because you know, it's, it's always a matter of debate about what precisely you should do on interest rates. But don't forget, he played an uh, a massive role in helping minimise the economic damage to Australia through the pandemic. Lots of other countries fared a lot worse than Australia did. Uh, his quick action, of course, with the federal and state governments at the time helped minimise that damage, and it also helped the recovery. Um, his, his biggest mistake perhaps was the... Uh, the issue about um, you know no rate hikes until 2024 at the earliest based on their expectations. Mm. Uh, he probably went too far out on a limb back then. I yeah. thought, certainly at the time thought he did, um, but I think they've learned from that. And he and he only said that because he was trying to help the the economy recover. Yeah. Um, but by the same words token, to, I think words um, to unfortunately live and live and die by. We've got to leave it there, unfortunately, Shane. <laughs> That's right. Uh, always great to see you, and we'll talk to you again soon. That'll be good. Thank you. And that is a program for now. For more, you can head to tickernews.co. See you soon.